You're listening to the Save the Date podcast, where we talk all things weddings, jewellery and romance. With love from Cullen Jewellery. Happy Wednesday and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. I'm Juliet. And I'm Sheridan. Today, we're going to be discussing 10 things you need to know before your wedding. So sit back, relax and let's talk. So you've chosen a ring, you're engaged, and you can't wait to exchange vows with the person that you love. The path to getting there should be simple. Send out your invitations, choose a venue, and find a dress, right? Of course, as most of us know, weddings and planning them are usually much more complicated. Hidden expenses and unexpected events, as well as the organisation, planning, and attention to detail required can make weddings pretty stressful. But yours doesn't have to be. So obviously I am married and my day was absolutely incredible, but reflecting back, there are some things that I guess could have gone a little bit more smoothly if we had have planned and prepared and if I had have had this podcast episode to listen to beforehand. And we want to make sure your wedding goes as smoothly as it possibly can on the day. Also, working in the engagement industry, I hear a lot of stories from clients about things that they would have done differently, as well as stories of really just perfect moments on the day that they wouldn't have changed for the world. A lot of married people talk about their weddings as a bit of a learning experience. That's why today we wanted to share with you a bit of wisdom and talk a little bit about the options when it comes to wedding planning. So we've done some research, talking and reflecting, and we've put together a list of the 10 most important things you need to know before your wedding. Tips to help make your wedding day as easy, fun and romantic as you want it to be. So let's get straight into it. Your wedding is about the day itself as well as the time leading up to it. There's a lot to do and a lot to prepare. So if you can organise as much as you can in advance, you'll be really, really thankful. Considering this, our first few tips are about what to do and what to know before your wedding. So number one, know your budget. This is a big one. (laughs) It is... I think one of the most important things to know your budget before you even start everything because it just gives you, number one, a starting point for looking into vendors. Like don't even bother with a vendor if you already know from the very start they're not in your budget because you'll just end up disappointed (laughs) if you can, yeah, if you start discussing with them and it's like, oh, you you know, you really love their work but they're just not in your budget. It's best not to go there. And I think just in general, it will obviously be a lot less stressful on you if you kind of are managing that along the way. Yeah, they can feel a little bit icky, like talking about numbers and everything at the very start. But at least if you kind of get those uncomfortable conversations out of the way before you even start thinking about planning, you're not going to have that stress later on in the planning process. Absolutely. And even planning out, like I know some people get help from their parents when it comes to the budget for their wedding. So even taking that into consideration. And I think we discussed this in another episode as well, building in a little emergency fund into your budget as well, just in case anything does come up that's unexpected. You've got a little bit of a buffer in your budget. In these early planning stages, you may also want to consider some help in planning your wedding, which brings us to the next tip. So our second piece of advice is consider whether you're going to hire someone to plan your wedding for you. So a wedding planner, Mm -hmm. they can be extremely helpful. They'll take all of the stress away and they're going to be the point of contact for your vendors if anything kind of comes up and goes wrong. So once it gets to you, generally all of the stressful stuff is already handled. Yes. And I think this is a really good one if you really just don't know where to start. That's, I guess, where the stressfulness (laughs) can really come into play. 
And I feel like they will, they're the experts. They know they've done this a million times. They have connections in the industry that they can recommend. So it's like taking that stress away, but also saving you a lot of time as well. And I know like I've had friends who have said that this would have been really helpful in hindsight, just because with everything you're planning for the wedding, that's almost a full-time job in itself sometimes. It is, yeah. <laughs> and when you're actually working full-time, it can be a lot to be doing both and juggling both. Even though you're, you and your partner may be doing it together, it can kind of get a bit intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you've set out your budget and you know, I guess, roughly how many guests that you want to have at your wedding, you might have absolutely no idea where to start in terms of looking at venues that can accommodate for that amount of guests and also stick within your budget. So if you've got someone who has all of that industry knowledge, they're going to know a really good place to start and then have lots of recommendations for you just in terms of the venue alone. Yeah. And I guess that ties into our third tip, which is decide what is most important to you. And I suppose that kind of links in the sense that maybe with your budget, you may not be able to afford certain things and like maybe a wedding planner in itself might not be in your budget. So if taking away that stress and that time that's very valuable to you is really important, then obviously that is going to be something that you want to prioritise. And yeah, in general, again, links to budget and everything else. Think about what you are like non-negotiables, like what absolutely do you want in your wedding? Yeah, like what can you compromise on and say, okay, well, I'm willing to give up. Maybe it's a really large floral arrangement and instead of having that, I want a videographer, just yeah. as an example, because at the end of the day, that money might balance out as you kind of have to choose between one or the other. So you've got to decide at the end of the day, what do you really want? What's, yeah, like Juliet said, most important to you for the day? And be on the same page as your partner about this. <laughs> because, it, I mean, it's very realistic to think or to assume that maybe what's important to you, that's like an absolute non-negotiable, is a bit like of a... Eh, whatever to your partner. 100%. So, yes. So definitely <laughs> this is also something you probably want to be discussing at the very start of your wedding planning. Really just being on the same page, coming to an agreement between both of you about yeah, what is the most important to you. And maybe if you do have a bit of leftover budget, then there's like the secondary stuff that's like less, slightly less important, but you'd still like to include. And yeah, if you've got that extra budget, that's when you can bring those things in. Yeah, that actually is very valid because for my wedding, a videographer was an absolute non-negotiable for me, mm -hmm. whereas my husband was like, I do not want a videographer. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really lucky in that sense that I did have that backup money that I said, okay, that's a non-negotiable. I want a video of our yep. wedding. So I'm going to use up my end of the budget, I guess, to make sure that that's something we have. Number four, research your wedding date. This is a bit of a funny one. Yes. <laughs> because I decided on my wedding date because when I looked at it on the calendar, I thought that is a really beautiful date. It felt right. It felt fantastic. And then as soon as we started telling people, we came to the realization that it was in fact April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and it had not even been a thought, a single little yep. cloud in my mind that <laughs> it was April Fool's Day on the 1st of April. It didn't matter to us, but it's just something to be kind of wary of. Yeah, because sometimes, I mean, that in that situation, it, 
April Fool's is not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's something else, like some sort of big sporting event that day, mm-hmm. like it's very likely a lot of your guests might be tossing between I don't I, they probably <laughs> still come to your wedding but like I I've been to a wedding before where there was I mean AFL the uh, Aussie rules football <laughs> there was a pretty big game on the same day or the same night as the wedding and like at the reception there was just a whole bunch of people <laughs> gathered around a phone instead of on the dance floor watching this game <laughs> watching the final quarter of the game and obviously it's fine it was still the most beautiful wedding ever but it does kind of take away a little bit from the overall ambience yeah <laughs> so yeah even just little things like that you want to kind of keep in mind or if it's a long weekend maybe with long weekends it is very convenient for your guests if they have to travel because they obviously get that extra day but flights are more expensive on long weekends accommodation is more expensive mm-hmm. on long weekends Again, it's just something you kind of want to discuss and just keep in the back of your mind because obviously there are going to be dates that are more impactful potentially to your wedding day than others, e.g. April Fool's is there, (laughs) but it's not going to really change anything for your wedding. But something like maybe a sporting match or a public holiday might have a little bit more of an effect. Yeah, I've seen a few kind of horror stories <laughs> on social media. I saw one on TikTok of a couple who had planned and booked in their w- wedding at a venue. And then after that, researched the date and there was a massive carnival or parade literally going right out the front of their venue at the exact time of their wedding and when they were going to be wanting all of their photos done at the front yeah. of the venue. So that's just <laughs> very not ideal. Another one that I saw was someone had their wedding booked on the same weekend as the Taylor Swift concert in America. Yes. And so that obviously made everything just so much busier. Like just little things like that can have a really big impact on, yeah, accommodation, flights, if you've got people traveling. Yeah, absolutely. Which kind of brings us to our next point or our next tip is have a plan B. (laughs) This probably more so applies to weather and a venue if like you're thinking of doing an outdoor venue or outdoor ceremony I mean we live in Melbourne the weather is extremely unpredictable one day it's hot and sunny the next it's hailing or so maybe one morning it's yes, hot and sunny and in the same day. <laughs> 10 minutes later it's hailing <laughs> so maybe if you live in a place where the weather is a little more reliable it doesn't apply to you as much but definitely if you live in a place where the weather is unreliable or you're forced to do it in a season that is high chance of rains or high chance of extreme heat. Definitely think about a plan B in the sense of if it's outdoors, make sure there you can easily set up a marquee or something mm-hmm. like that in the event of a weather issue. So moving on to tip number six is ask for help. There are so many people around you when you're planning a wedding that I'm sure are more than willing to help, especially if you don't have a wedding planner. It's important, I guess, and one of the biggest tips would be to delegate roles before the actual day. So maybe you've got your mum is going to be, I don't know, has organised to have a platter brought in for breakfast on the day. Or one of your bridesmaids has made sure that all of their robes are steamed. Just little things that you might not really think about that will kind of become a bigger stress on the day. If you've got those delegated early on, at least you know that you don't have to stress about it when it comes to wedding day and you're up at 6am getting your makeup done. Absolutely. And this kind of also, I guess, ties in with that 
and assigning roles. Another good one is to assign someone damage control, quotation marks, <laughs> where if the little things that do go wrong on the day, if your florist hasn't set up the flower arrangement correctly, have a friend or a family member who knows what it's supposed to look like <laughs> so that just in case they can be the ones to fix last minute, like, no, this isn't correct, let's switch it out, or the cake hasn't arrived when it should have. They know the time it should have arrived. They've got the contact information of the bakery, or is that what it's called, a cake bakery, <laughs> a wedding cake bakery? A cakery. <laughs> um, so, yeah, damage control, making, yeah, just assigning someone. And potentially this could be could be a better option to go with someone who's not a close family member or friend, which I know... They're the people you trust the most, so it does kind of feel the most fitting to have them. But at the same time, you don't want a close family member or friend running around all day in case they are fixing stuff like this. So I suppose it's finding a good balance or even maybe hiring someone instead, alternatively, just in case. It's just one of those things that it is hard to predict because nothing could go wrong (laughs) on the day. So it's finding that balance I suppose. Also asking for help from previous brides. I feel like yeah. that's something that is a bit underrated is just yeah, learning from personal experience and yeah, brides who have gotten married recently. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be someone you know personally. There are so many great Facebook groups and online forums where you can ask questions to brides or even other people just in the industry that could really help you out. And again, just save you time, save you stress. Yeah, even if you don't really know what you're asking for, if you're feeling stressed about something, posting on yeah one of those like Facebook groups or speaking to someone who's recently gotten married, they'll be able to kind of talk you through a little bit about their experience on the day. And especially if you put it into a Facebook group or a forum, you're going to get so many different people's opinions and advice, and then you'll be able to kind of transfer that for what you actually need. And usually those um, forums and Facebook groups as well are, uh, monitored and audited. So it's also a safe place for you to ask those questions. I don't know if I'd be asking maybe on like Reddit or something. (laughs) Oh, actually, some of those are are moderated. Number seven, you can't always stop stressful things from happening, but you can control how you respond. Really, really good thing to keep in mind because I guess this comes back to maybe self-awareness and just caring for your own mental health and yourself during this time. Just knowing what you need and asking people around you to help with that. Yeah. And I think also taking the time to kind of remember what the day is about. I mean, I know that some people really, really kind of want a big, huge wedding that's absolutely perfect to a T and others are, I guess, more prioritizing the love and they're coming together and joining with their partner. So yeah, if you're feeling really stressed, just try and remember that at the end of the day, it is about your marriage and you starting and continuing and, you know, confessing your love in front of your friends and family. And they're there for you. And chances are, they're probably not going to be like noticing all of the little tiny things that go wrong. If a flower is out of place or if, you know, there's one less um, napkin on a table your, your guests aren't going to notice that they're just going to be there celebrating you and your partner. Yes, that's what I was about to say too, that you're probably the only one who's going to notice little <laughs> things like that. So do not get too bogged down and stress about the little things. Just ride the wave 
And at the very least, it'll make a good story (laughs) one day. (laughs) Okay. Number eight, find ways to connect. This is a little bit of a tricky one because I know that lots of people will tell you your wedding day goes by in the blink of an eye. You know, you'll barely even realize it happened. And it's easy to kind of just brush those comments away. But it is, I'm going to just add to the another person saying that to you. It is so, so true. I, looking back at my wedding day, I'm like, it feels like I was extremely drunk and blacked out, (laughs) but definitely wasn't. You have so much adrenaline because this day that you've been planning for so long has finally come and everything's happening and you've just gotten married to your partner and, you know, all of your family's there. So it's important, if, if it is important to you, try and find different ways that you can connect to not only your guests, but also the person that you're marrying. Mm-hmm. Something I guess that I wish I knew and thought more about was prioritizing actually spending time with my now husband. Mm. Because you kind of think, oh, I've got to say hello to everybody and be on the dance floor and be at the table and interacting with all of these people that came to celebrate the day with you. And then I'm like, I think I only spent, you know, an hour and a half actually. <laughs> the time standing at the the altar well getting married and our portraits was about the only time we spent actually together. Number nine, remember what your wedding is really for, which I feel like we've already kind of touched on this already. You know, it's about you and your partner and celebrating love and coming together. And again, it's not about having the best decorations or a little bit of the flowers are out of place you know it's (laughs) about love yeah and there really are no rules despite what you see and what you know tradition says if you don't want your dad or you don't have a father figure or someone that you want to walk you down the aisle you don't have to do that if you don't want to toss the bouquet to all of the single people in the room you do not have to do it um yeah there's so many traditions that you might feel obliged to do but just forget all of that and think about what you and your partner actually want to do to celebrate the day. Absolutely. Also, this is another one, just on that same note, is with your guest list as well. I know a lot of people like to give people plus ones or invite children, you know, that kind of stuff. But if you don't want those people there, it's okay to say no to plus ones and having people at your wedding that you've never met before or you've met once. Or I know children is a very personal preference one. Um, If you've got young children in the family or, yeah, I know some people just don't want kids there. On the same note, it's like don't feel pressured to have those extra people there because that's what a lot of people do. Because I suppose that even just comes back into your budget as well, that you're paying for people who you barely know. (laughs) Do you want them there? Personal preference. (laughs) Okay, so last one for you. Looking back at your wedding, if you could give people one final piece of advice, what would you say is the best thing to remember? I think we've touched on it a fair bit, and that is to just remember what the day is about, and it's about love and being with your partner and celebrating you guys coming together and starting your family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really easy to get caught up in all of those other things and what everybody else is saying, but at the end of the day, it's your wedding, you're getting married to the person that you love, and that's really what the day is all about. That's all that matters. Yeah. That final point brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've learned something new. And if you're currently planning a wedding, congratulations, good luck and have fun. 
This was the Save the Day podcast with Juliet and Sheridan. Make sure to catch us next week with a new episode and rate and review this podcast if you learned something new, share it with your friends and tag us on Instagram if you follow us. You can also find more tips, guides and advice on engagement and wedding rings on the Cullen Jewelry website and YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.